Hey everybody, this is MJ Jenkins, the trifecta, and you're listening to the right and wrong of pro wrestling with Mr. Green. Yeah. You know what? We all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! So, it is Mr. Green with the rights and wrongs of pro wrestling, and today we have a woman who is, uh, without insulting her, self-proclaimed the trifecta, and we're going to dig a, a little deep into that. This is MJ Jenkins, and she is joining me on the podcast tonight. MJ, yes. how are you? I am doing wonderful. Hello, everyone. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I, I am doing well. I'm doing well now that I have you here on the on the uh, the podcast. I'm glad to uh, be able to enlighten some of your your fans and maybe some people that haven't uh, had a chance to hear about your history and uh, what you're doing and where you're going. I'm glad to be the one to be able to pull back some of the layers on that. So we, we, that's what we're going to try to do today. No problem. Let's go for it. So you know the, the first thing. And the, the most common thing is why wrestling? Why wrestling? Well, well you know, in, in your case, you, you, we have to add this <laughs> on it. In your case, I only know two two levels of the trifecta, but apparently you like to sing also. So, I mean, you could be in a different line of work. So why, why wrestling? Why wrestling? Because wrestling was basically the first thing that I, basically wrestling is my first love. You know, everyone has that thing that they first fell in love with, whether it's a person or a certain movie or, but some, the wrestling was the first thing that ever made me fall in love. And I fell in love with wrestling. I was, with wrestling, I was so attached to it at such a young age to the point to where I didn't even want to go outside or go to family functions because it was, if wrestling was on, Monique was going to be there and they're going to be there and she's going to be wrestling. So, yes. Yeah watching wrestling so that was basically wrestling is my first love oh, in right. a nutshell I'm, sh- I'm sure your family members really enjoy that you uh put yes, it in- they are. <laughs> my mom kind of my mom kind of like cringes like oh no and yeah you heard i'm like i'm great i'm good mom don't worry watch this and she's just like oh i can't watch but yeah. everyone else in my family is like we knew it <laughs> Now that you bring up mom, does, does mom attend, you know, the front row to watch you be a, you know, a bad guy? Because, you know, more more, more often than not, the videos that I picked out, you've been doing some, having some heinous words for the fans. My, oh, man. Yes, the fans have hated me a lot, which I don't care because haters are also your admirers. You know, uh, my mom has not come to any of my events. 
but she watches them, and it's hard for her to watch. You know, she, like, screams, and she's like, why are they hitting you like that? Hit them back. <laughs> you know, she, and she, she literally has, like, a heart attack when she watches. But um, she, she is a very, very, very big supporter of mine. Yeah. It's just difficult for her to see see her baby live getting uh, getting some hits and kicks and slammed and whatnot. She doesn't like it. It's it's very difficult. She feels like she just she like she says, MJ, I know you could beat those girls up. You why are you letting me do that? I'm like, if stuff happens. She's just like, No, no. Like she, she gets angry actually when when I get hit and when I get hurt and when someone may get the better of me for a slight minute. She doesn't like it at all. <laughs> I, I would imagine that it's amazing how much more invested you become once it's somebody that you actually know inside the ring. Right. Did she always feel that way about the uh, about wrestling, or did she watch it before? I mean, did her opinion change once it was you that was stepping through she, the ropes? My my mom, you see, uh, growing. Growing up, she was very shocked that I was, like, into it. Like, she just, she couldn't understand why. And and she would just look at me and my brothers like, what in the world is going on with you? <laughs> and, um, but she would always, like, she would always buy me tickets to the shows for me to go see it. You know, um, it's just, I wouldn't. She she was never like opposed to it. Mm-hmm. She but she, of course like a parent she wanted me to do the whole college thing and do this and do that. She didn't want wrestling to be my goal, but you know it was a dream. So she's more on board with it, and she's just like, all right, if that's what you want to do, okay, Mo. But you know maybe you should still. She's still in my ear about doing other things, but you know this is my main thing. But for the most part, she is supportive. But oh. it, it's more taken to a, so it's not like she was like one of those parents that surprised as I got older that I stuck with it. She's kind of used to it because I was that kid that would be like, what do you want for Christmas? I want tickets to WWE. She's okay. <laughs> what do you want for your birthday? WWE in town? She's like, okay. What do you want? I want the video game. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of how it was with me. <laughs> so, so you you serious business. Okay, all right. Yes. It's safe to say that you were a fan for a long period of time. Yes, I was. I, I, I'm a fan for I'm a fan for a long period of time. Long period. Was there any particular influence within wrestling that made you to say, you know what, that's what I want to do, or was it just the genre as a whole? Any particular influence you mean by like the person who would have been like my favorite wrestler or yeah, person you that that you looked at and was like my, I, I want to do that. I want to be like him or her, you know, whoever. My ultimate favorite top person is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, ah. <laughs> yes, I really. It was. It would literally be like me and my relatives would like literally argue and fight over who was the best and watch the shows and be so angry and invested and wanted like getting to tussle with each other over the shows and but uh, it was really um the rock was very, very influential which which caused me to really fall in love with wrestling. And um 
actually, the more when I saw when I saw um, Jacqueline and Jazz is what made me feel like I could really do this because they were the two people that was there that looked like me, you know, that I could relate to more. And I saw there was a bit of MJ in them that I saw, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, those girls are there. They're kicking a dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> You know, of course, you know, The the Rock was definitely my main inspiration. And just, then just seeing Jacqueline and Jazz there, it it gave me a more hope as in that my goal is reachable because look what these women are doing. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the pinnacle moment was, um, was, was mainly my deciding factor. Was, of course, like I told you, my mom, she always wanted me to go to school. And, you know, um, I was actually in school for business. Which which I actually graduated, so that's probably why she isn't on my back so much. Uh, well, that's, <laughs> that's good. Did. Good that you did that. <laughs> yes, and uh, my one of my teachers, she had us write down all of our goals, and she said, no matter how big or how small, whatever it is you want to do, what is it that you want to do, and take this business degree into, what is it that you want to do? Everything you're learning here, and I just put wrestler at the top of my goal list. And I was like, are you sure anything? She said, anything, go ahead. I was like, okay. I was like, I know I'm going to get a lot of sweat for this, but I just put it down. And then she read my paper and she's like, um, come there. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I know. But I know everybody, everyone's not, you know, on the same page. They don't look at that. They don't look at it as something serious. And to behold, her son was actually, a wrestler too and she kind of gave me that push to follow my dream and after that that's when I was just like all right now I'm going to really do it because I've done what I thought would be right for you know for other people but at the same way it helped me but this was really my main thing so after I made that chart I was like all right that's it I'm going to do what I want to do so that was the day that the stars aligned the skies opened up and it said hey wrestling Come get it. Wrestling! Yes. It's that MJ, baby. This is your goal. <laughs> get it while you can. <laughs> okay. All right. So so we've, we've covered the inspiration. And more importantly, uh, well, I was going to say equally as importantly, you've uh, illustrated the necessity for positive imagery across the board. Uh, right. You, you are a, another shining example, I think, uh after speaking with Natalie Monet, uh, it is becoming very apparent that you, you need to have that diversity. You need to have extra people there to let them know, let everybody know that it is an achievable goal. It's harder to feel that way when you don't see it. Right. That is true. It, it is definitely hard to feel that way when you don't see it. That's why it's important. That, that's why I'm glad that there's a lot of different, you know, ethnicities there so that people can see and people can feel like whatever they want to do, they have someone to look up to. So, yes, definitely. All right. Now, you know, we have to, uh, oh, you know, I got to ask, where did you train? And then I'll get off into the, the nickname. So let's let's roll it back a second. Where exactly did you train? All right. I began training at the World of Unpredictable Wrestling, Johnny Rods. 
and Brooklyn, Dumbo, New York. Okay, so free plug for them. Hmm? I said free plug for them. Turn out some... Yeah, uh, free plug. Go to WW online if you do want to come and train. You can sign up there and have a meeting with good old Johnny Roz. <laughs> he's still there. He, he's got some uh, pretty good alumni underneath him, doesn't he? Oh, yes, he does. He has an extreme <laughs> list, I, I believe one of the longest lists of alumni in wrestling history, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he does have a long list. All right. So now, the trifecta. Would we care to yep. explain what this uh, trifecta of talent is exactly? The trifecta of talent, honey, is basically me. It's everything that is me in one. I'm a wrestler. I also sing, and I also act. Ah. So that's where the whole trifecta came apart. It's just, it's like wrestling is all about who you are and what draws people into you, what makes you special. And I'm just like, I make myself special because this is just a talent that I have. And basically the talent that I have is just thumbs up into three pieces of me. MJ Jenkins, the trifecta, singer, actress, and wrestler. Uh, how often do you get a chance to uh, apply the other two trades? I mean... Seeing that wrestling is yeah, pretty the much other two trades. The other two trades, basically, I'm basically, the other, one of the main things that I do when I come out, you, I sing my entrance, and people are like, oh, you're going to sing messed up. I'm like, no, honey, child. I sing, and when I sing, I sing great. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and that's what I do. And uh, wrestling, of course, it's shown when I'm wrestling in the ring. And um, for the major part, I've been... I've been on set. I've been on set and acting. I've done um, a new series that's on Netflix called The Get Down. I've oh. been on there. Yeah. So it, it is actually. I believe it just. Yes. It it's like. Yes. It actually just. Um, yes. It's just airing Netflix. So you can catch all of those series, and they're actually recording for the the next season now. So, um, and other than that, also, even growing up, I was also always in the drama class and done stuff like memoirs on stage. So I was always into it. It's not something, you know, that I just made up to to have a persona. It's actually me. It, it so, is legit. Yeah. That, that what you're saying? It, it, it's legit. It, it's as, as legit as can be. Because <laughs> I remember it would be interesting, you know, my, my drama teacher, he would always just, we would have so many lines to rehearse. And, of course, you know, when you're doing a play and then you're doing a solo part. And it was interesting because when someone would, you know, have a hiccup, I would just ad-lib on the fly. And the teacher was like, yes, that's, that's, that's just what I needed. And so it, it was just something that's always a part of me. The acting, the singing, even if you want a little backstory, I, I grew up singing in church. Okay. And I also used to have a notebook with songs that I would always write. And I remember my family, they would always, like, pick on me and make a joke about it. And even to this day, they're like, you remember that first song that you ever wrote? And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you remember the song? And I was like, what is it? And they're like, you. You you made a song about trash on the ground because you were tired of all the littering, and I was like, wow, 
right. yeah. And it, it's, it's really about to remind you of that. <laughs> yes, it's, it's really legit. So all that you get of me is 100% MJ. All right. And, and I guess we can uh, skip off of wrestling for just a second to, to, to address the acting. If you want to catch her on the on the Get Down, which is available on Netflix, there's about six episodes of it. So you know, if you if you're into that, the Netflix makes some good original stuff, folks. So check that out. But getting back to her personal stuff, you can catch her singing and down talking to some of the fans. You know, uh, I'm not here to judge, but. Uh, <laughs> You, you've, um, I, I believe, you had your own rendition of respect, and if, yeah. I, if I remember it correctly, it ended with something along the lines of, "Either you're going to give it to me, or I'm going to beat it out of you." Is, is, is that the, uh, that the hooker? That's uh, that's the hook. That's not the hook, but I I could definitely well, add that in. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the hook. I, I could add that in. But um, I literally usually come out to it, and it's, I just go, R-E-S-P-C-T, me. And then I come out. I have the person roll out my red carpet. And it's, because I'm fresh to death from head to toe, to my gravity-defying head. And I say to my pedicure toes. So, it's just like that, and it's basically me bragging about myself the whole dang time. And sometimes that just gets them to boo me, and I'm like, oh, come on. If you don't believe that you're fresh to death, then what else are you doing? Shame on them for ever feeling like that was just uh, making making them feel small and belittled. Well, you know, I learned that when you force someone to roll out a red carpet... <laughs> It's kind of like, <laughs> but shame on them, though. I would want it to, but yes. So it's just it's just because I'm fresh to death from head to toe, from my gravity-defying hair to my pedicure toes. And then it's I slay all day. MJ slays. I'm at Brooklyn Bombshell. I slay all day. My style so unique and my skills are on fleek. That's how it goes. Uh, now, are you uh, planning on stepping in anyone's studio to to uh, master that cut? I, I actually want to. Um, I'm actually on the verge of recording something new because I previously I previously recorded a different song that's called um, that's called You Remember My Name, and it's actually on my YouTube channel. And I gave you behind the scenes footage of me recording it, and then I also released the full the full version. But um, I'm actually in the studios to record something new, so I'm going to do this the version of what of what I just spoke to you, and then I'm going to do another one later on. So there's going to be two new theme songs that I'm going to be coming out with. Uh, well, so, all right, so you you offering up uh, music and uh, appearances. So I'm, I'm, I'm yep. guessing at some point you you'll probably sell the MP3s or something of that nature. Excuse me, sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Now, so I guess at some point you'll be selling your MP3s of the song. Okay, you know, you know, <laughs> that's the plan. That's the plan. I'll, 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 I'll most likely be um, selling it in person too, so that if 
someone wants to buy it, they could buy it, and I'll include a a nice, maybe I'll include a nice good old picture in there of yours truly. All right, well, now when you're doing that, you know, just, just a little bit of advice, you may not want to talk down to them while they're in the middle of a purchase. I'm just just saying. It just depends on on, on the way that they approach me. Oh, okay. if, if you if you approach me, I treat people I treat people the way they treat me. If you treat me the right way, I'll treat you the right way. If you don't treat me the right way, well, guess what you're going to get. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm glad I'm you. Said. You just you know you get what you give. Okay. Well, I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. When did you make Definitely. your in ring debut? Oh man, um, that has to be, I would say, 2010 or 2011, because uh, usually at Johnny Rods we would Johnny would put on shows, but it would be for it would be for um, it would literally just be for us to you know get used get used to it and to practice and to really do to hone our craft before we went out there on the independent scene or before we went off to whatever companies that we wanted to go to. Um, but I'd say my first, my first match outside of, um, my, my place of training would have, would have been in 2011, I believe. And that was with WSU. Okay. That is so, a yeah, pretty big deal. 2010, 2011. Yes. Okay. Huh? I say the first yeah. match out outside of your training grounds, WSU. That's that's pretty big deal. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> yes, I remember it like it was yesterday. And I believe I faced, I believe I faced Annie Social at that time. Yes, I. Oh man, or was it? Because I do remember having a match with um with. What was that? I believe because at the time Rick Cataldo was breaking up with the Cosmo Club, and that was with Brooke. Okay, so it was either between her or Andy Social had to be my first match ever outside of home. And how did that go exactly? Was, was this before the the uh, title, the trifecta, was uh, bestowed upon you? Oh, this was this was before. I definitely went under a, a rendition. Uh, a, a, I definitely went under a big change um, and, and developed myself a little more. But this was before okay. the trifecta came into one. You know, I was still very fresh and new, and um, you know, and uh, I'm I still am pretty. I'm still fresh because I'm fresh to death. <laughs> oh, I like that part. <laughs> Yeah, just broke that yes, right back around uh, to your theme song. I, I, I see what you did. <laughs> yes, um, I'm still. Uh, yes, that was but that was definitely before the trifecta came in because at this time I was I was called. I remember in WSU I was called the sugar freak Miss Monique and. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> and I came out to Khalif. I taste just like candy. It was like uh-uh. I taste just like candy, and I remember I was just like, "This is crazy." Okay, I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> uh, was that a sign to you, or was that just the first thing that came to your mind, or did somebody say, "Hey, this is a good idea. Why don't you do this?" I, you know, I, I, it was someone that said, "Let's go with this, and let's see how you can handle this." And I, I feel like it was a. Uh, 
the higher ups, you know, like nudging at me and messing with me. <laughs> and they were testing me to see how the how I act, but I really think it was actually a pretty great name, and it, it was it was hilarious, and it worked, you know. It's uh, it memorable, me. certainly. It is. Every time I tell somebody that, they're like, "Wow, that's a great name," and I'm like, yeah. "I'm like, okay." But, but you yeah. are in the business of making the name of the trifecta just as great. So that, it's great. That, I said you're in the business of making the name the trifecta just as great. Right, exactly, exactly. This is great. This yeah, is great. So yeah, you were on camera participating in the WWE tryout camp. Ha! Yes, yes. How was that experience? Yes, I, oh, it was very thrilling. Uh, it. It was thrilling. It was, um, how do you say? It was, it was, it's so many words I can say, but you know, it's like at the tip of your tongue, you just can't throw it out there. It was very thrilling, and it was just something that, like a, a rush of adrenaline, and it was just something that I looked, when it was happening, I was so, like, I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but it, it was like an overwhelming, great experience. And I was very, very proud to even be considered and to be looked at because it's like, hey, like I said, I was, I'm definitely one of those persons who was in, who loved, who grew, who fell in love. Wrestling was my first love. And then to get the opportunity to, do that and be there and be around all those people that I grew up watching and then see people work hard and see what they're doing and they're at where I'm at and then here's my chance, that was something that made me feel like everything that I want is achievable and it made me realize I can do this as soon as I put my best foot forward, this is what happened. Boom, a child. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, it was everything. I it was everything and then some. Uh, well, it sounds like the experience was fantastic, the way that you describe it. Okay. So um, I mean, I, I guess there are no other real words to um, to yeah. to categorize it any further than that. So uh, right. it was really anxious too, because at certain points we were just like, okay, so what are we gonna do? And, you know, we're playing it ear by ear, the scheduling, and we have a list, and we're just like, all right, well, we're going to switch this up. You guys are going to go out during this time, and we're just like, okay. And it's very interesting because it was a, a trial in front of a live audience, a live audience. And it wasn't like, uh, of course, you know, uh, the other talent relations, everyone was there. It was just like you have fans watching your tryout. So it made, like, the hairs on everyone stand up. And I'm just like, all right, I've got to own this from the moment I come through these curtains <laughs> to the moment I go down this ramp. All right. And I, it was just like, turn on, game on, let's go. All right. So, so did they actually have you work a match while you were doing the tryout? 
front of the fans? Oh no, they, they uh, didn't have us for the match. They gave us, um, they gave us, they made us do a lot of cardio drills. They had us do, they had to do warm up cardio drills. They had us, um, they were testing us to see if we could, you know, listen on command, how we roll, how we bump. They test us on our stamina, and they test us on our charisma too, because of course. You know what? What makes a fan love wrestling is your ability to connect with them. And on the second day, that was one of the main things: is how can you connect with these fans? And everyone's like, some people are like, "Oh, I can go out there and clap and shake their hands," and I'm just like, "I think I get what they're talking about." Actually, no, I know exactly what they're talking about. You just have to have it. And uh, when we were in the ring and I'm listening to uh, Matt Bloom blow that whistle. And, of course, depending on the blows of the whistle, you had to do a specific roll or you had to bump or you had to run back to the ropes and do a certain thing. And then you had to stop. And it was like, ah, how can you get these fans to connect with you? How can you show charisma? And right then and there, I just stopped and posed had my beautiful gravity defying hair. Yes, tiny child, it was an afro. My very kinky curly afro. And when I, I did her. that <laughs> when I did that and I patted my afro, the place came alive. And then I ran to the ropes and continued doing the drill. But it was just certain moments like that is just made me think, Ha, huh, I got them. Oh, this is great <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it, that just made me remember it because the whole place just went like, oh, and they reacted, and I was like, wow, okay. Little things like that just made a lot of sense into why, even though it wasn't like it wasn't like I was making someone fall in love as I fell in love with it, it's still I made someone have, I made the whole place have that emotion of, oh, something like that. So, yes. You made your connection. Yes, exactly. I made the connection, baby. Now, you know, just uh, for those that are listening, if you go to, I, I want to say your fan page. Uh, yes, please. I believe your fan page. So for those that are listening, if you go to the fan page and, and you know, and you scroll down just a tad, you might see a picture of uh, the trifecta. And one former diva, they don't call him that anymore, uh, sporting some similar attire. And I think at the time you were a little vocal about it towards some fans and some of them were trying to speak back. And I don't know if they if they were taking it too seriously or not. Uh, would, you care, would you care to address that situation once and for all about uh, the, the, the clothing? I mean, she's since changed it. I don't, I don't think she, she wears it anymore, but... Oh no! <laughs> you mean uh, uh, Naomi wearing the <laughs> wearing the uh, the heart lips thing? Yeah, uh, see when she came back, oh. all of a sudden she she had a new look. She she was uh, sporting none of the, the the black light, and she she had the the hardest outfit on and doing her little number and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I, I see this post. With, with with your picture on one side and hers on us, like, hey, that looks look almost exactly alike. 
Exactly. <laughs> you know, I really was like shocked because it was just like, hey, that's 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 <laughs> kind of like what I wear. But wait a minute, that's the same pattern. That's my outfit, and I was just like, hmm. You know what? It, it just it, it was just honestly, I wasn't watching that night because I was training, but. Several friends of mine came to me, and everyone's inboxing me, hitting me up like, hey, did you see Naomi? And I was like, why? What about it? She's back. I'm like, oh, that's great. Because I think she's an amazing talent. I think she's incredible. She's very beautiful. She's highly athletic. And I was like, oh, great. She's back. And then they're like, no, she, she, her outfit. And I look at the pictures, and I'm just like, oh, chick stole my look. <laughs> And, you know, I I really, um, overall, I really wasn't upset about it. It wasn't like a, like a, ugh, she talking my style. It was just, I meant it more in a, like, a lightweight, like, ah, uh, chick stole my look type thing. And, um, unfortunately, some people got offended and, uh, they, you know, they, they, they got really angry and was like, who do you think? I mean, they were like, cursing me, calling me every name's in the book, and I'm just like, uh-huh, okay, but you got to admit, she did steal my look, though. <laughs> and, of course, you know, they they didn't like that, but, oh, well, the truth is in the pudding. I've had that outfit for the longest. <laughs> but just like she changed hers, I changed my outfit, too. But, yeah, but, yeah, those, those they called themselves the, the nail mob or whatever. Yeah, they they were going ham. And when you say going ham, that means they were going crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely got back into it with them, though, because either way, it's like you're not going to come at me and think that because you're over the computer that I'm not going to say anything back to you. Like, well, you know, you, you got some keyboard warriors out there. That that tends to happen. And, and yeah. you know, I hope that they know what going ham is, is by now. You know, If you don't, it's hard as a mother. We'll need the rest of the blank. So, you know, I, I try to keep it family-friendly. I'm sure your imaginations out there will fill in the rest. Right, exactly. So, exactly. I, I guess the, the follow-up behind that is that do you think that some, and I'm not going to paint with a broad brush here, but... Uh, Uh-oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not, not too bad. I'm, I'm just saying... You know, Rustling has always kind of walked the fine line, although in today's market it's, it's a lot less of we got to keep the uh, uh, the illusion up 24 hours a day. You know, you know, it's not like you you can't interact with the person that you just had a match with anymore. You know what I mean? The, the curtain right. pulled back. Most of the fans are are uh, aware, but in cases such as this, uh, social media seems to be the the last battleground of kayfabe, if you will. Do you think yeah. we have some issues being able to tell when the the uh, reality starts and stops online? Is there issues between where the reality starts and stops online? Yes. Ah, I never really stuck so deep into that. Um, <laughs> is there issue to where in wrestling the reality Stops and starts online. Well, uh, now I say that because let's take your situation. 
it, it could be an arguable point that it was the trifecta responding to that and not Monique. <laughs> now, now, I say arguable. Not only you can really define that, but it, it could be argued that it was the trifecta uh-huh. that was responding to she, she jacked my style, you know. And then you have... She did jack the style, well, which well, is... Well, she did. There's no arguing that. that that's been proven. You know, you you were sporting it first, and then you know, hey, that's that's what happens. You know, some some people come out and hey, I'm on a broader scale. I can I can take that, and nobody ever know. Now I don't know if she specifically. I believe she was inspired by NJ. You know, I get I got you know certain people in my inbox of young girls telling me they look up to me. So hey, she looks up to me all the better. <laughs> okay, well I go with that too. But uh, again, the the point could be argued that it was the trifecta that made that response and not uh, Monique. So that being the case, it's just one of those issues that the fans might not have known how serious this was. Oh yeah, in that case, definitely. Okay. I I don't think uh, they do understand. It fully is just like they peel back a tiny layer and look at it from a specific angle. You know, um, your your look is everything. You know, yeah. Your your look persona, who who I am is everything. So when it's somewhat duplicated, it's almost like, eh, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like. Uh, get your own. (laughs) In her defense, I have seen she switched up, but, you know, at the end of the day, Pa, it is what it is. All right. But they'll be right. I mean, I I still get messages from them, too, about that. They, some of them still come on my post. (laughs) Even now? they'll be all right. Even even to this point, they still comment about that same thing. Oh yes, they do. I I didn't even know that it uh, got made into such a big deal. Like it, it it was a big deal to me initially, and then I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna keep doing me. I got my new gear. I got my new stuff. I got my new look anyway. And then all of a sudden, I realized uh, a, a indie company, um, a indie um, a company that covers women's wrestling made a report about it, an article about it. And I'm just like, where, how are these people hitting me up out of nowhere? What is going on? <laughs> and then all of a sudden I go on the internet, I go on Twitter and I'm just like, oh, it made, it made the new, oh, it's all over Twitter. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you made the round. In that way. It, it it got around, which is great. At least she knows not to. You see, she took that outfit off. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you bring that up, that could have been. Made uh, the rounds, and she might have like, all right, I'm just going to change that up. It's all good. Yeah, I've, I've noticed she's come out with different outfits now. It looks great on her. It, it looks great. Congratulations. That's right. We we all love Naomi. She, she's an excellent talent. We no, no hard. Yeah. Okay. No hard feelings, bro. Hey. Until that nail um, 
stay off my back. Get off me. Before I kick you off. Anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to think you're you working you out of angle here or something. You, you might be getting ready to pop in on WWE television or something. <laughs> oh, boy. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, it would. You know, but I won't spoil any surprises. You know, I'm not going to pry or anything like that. Whatever, whatever you have up your sleeve, we'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, but away from the WWE, what was your mm-hmm. first impression of the independence? Everything that you thought it was going to be, or was it a brutal I, shock? Um, my first impression, I was really, um, really new to it all. To as far as the independent thing, I, I originally didn't have a big um, idea of what it was and um but I had, you know, certain people guiding me and teaching me about it and um it's uh the independent scene is actually really, really connected. I, is what I realized over the the sort of time. You know, almost everyone knows everyone. Uh there's a lot of um talent there too and it just made me see that there's also a lot of wrestling outside of what I just knew, you know, growing up as a, as a um, child. And it, it, as I, you know, first stepped into it, it made me think, made me think, oh, there's wrestling everywhere. <laughs> like, not just what I saw here. I mean, obviously, as I got older, I knew there was other wrestling, but actually stepping foot into it, it was more of like an eye opener. It was almost like, you know, a new fish being born into the sea <laughs> and going out testing the waters per se. Because it was it was all brand spanking new to me, okay. you know. And um, I had uh, I had Tina San Antonio. She's she's one half of the tag uh, WSU tag team um, champions with uh, Marty Bell, they were called the Bell Saints, and they were, we both, we all um, started at Johnny Rod, so I had them more of like a guide light, and also Rick Cataldo, it was more of a, a guide light in exposing me to it, so it was definitely something that was just like brand new, I was like a sponge soaking it all up. Okay. Uh, to those who haven't had the opportunity to see you work as of yet, in your opinion, which match showcases you the best? If you were going to pull one off of YouTube or wherever and, and say, look, you want to know what I can do? Watch this. There is a match with with me... There's oh yes, there's a, a match versus me and Karen Q. Yes, there's a match versus me and Karen Q. It's on my YouTube page. If you pulled that match up, it was from um, Ice from the um, Morgan Junior Arena. That match would definitely be a match you could watch. Okay, so they and I would say. I would say another match would be me versus Sonya Strong at Bronx Wrestling Federation. So, yes. Sonya Strong and Karen Q. Yes. 
Those yeah. are two opponents that will uh, showcase your ability at its finest right now, the two matches. Right. Okay. All right. So that's the homework for the fans out there. If you are watching, that's right. If you're listening to this on the MP3, then you're going to have to go to YouTube. If you're listening to this on YouTube, then I will put the links in here somewhere. Provided I remember. YouTube page, <laughs> MJ Jenkins will find me there. <laughs> well, that too. There you go. So you got a YouTube page, so you got to support that for all future matches that she chooses to upload. Um, yeah. Tell me about your involvement with Rise. With Rise, oh, <laughs> my involvement with Rise. I am one of the participants. As soon as I heard a little whisper about it, I was on it and emailed Kevin about it immediately. <laughs> uh, my my participation with Rise basically is me, me, MJ Jenkins, on the Rise. I felt like this was definitely a great opportunity because you get to learn from, you know, Colt Cabana. You get to have a great, it's just like a great opportunity to learn and to showcase yourself. And um, I also know there's going to be, you know, certain uh, people there from uh, Shimmer as well. So my, my participation is basically I'm introducing everyone to MJ on a global scale. And from that, I took the time out. I had a solo darling helped me create a video for everyone to see. And you can also find that on the Internet, too. It's called You've Got to MJ Jenkins. And that's just the introduction to who MJ Jenkins is, if you don't know. And um, basically, I'll be one of those, one of the women there. But out of one of the women, I'm the one. Oh. The one. Okay. Yes, honey. I am the one. That's going to pull that sword out of that stone and rise, period. Uh, another quick promo by... Uh, <laughs> I okay. was just saying, you know, it's... <laughs> you are on fire. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I'm just all for it. You know, I jumped on it as soon as I heard of it because it's like, why not? Why not show everyone who I am? Women's wrestling is has always been a strong factor. And now it's like everyone wants to be like, oh, okay, let's look at it. No, you should have been focused on women wrestling. And now that the focus is really on it, you should focus on me. So that was my whole point of, wanting to participate in Rise. Okay. Uh, now, uh, so, Rise, you heard that through the grapevine, and you reached out to them. That is that correct? Yes, I, I heard through the grapevine. I saw, yes, I heard through the grapevine, and then I reached out to one friend, and my one friend was like, hey, this is the person, and I reached out to uh, Kevin immediately as soon as I heard about it, way even before the, you know, big announcement was, was made and um I just I, I just I just jumped on it as soon as possible because you know, people always say they, they want an opportunity and and some and there's those cases where those opportunity presents itself, you have to 
take advantage of it and make it all about you and use that as your as a stepping stone. So yes. Okay, and you gave a, a fun little fact to it. You said Solo Darling shot your video for you. Yes, she did. She's uh she's very creative, <laughs> and she we I scrambled down ideas. I told her about the scenes and how I wanted it. Everything that I do, I plan out to the T. I have a notebook. I write it all down. And yes, she assisted me. She's also um she's a shimmer athlete as well. So. Uh, yeah, if I remember, she was like a little sugar bear or something. Yeah, she's a she is a sugar creature. That's what she is. <laughs> That's what she is. She's a sugar creature. A sugar creature. Why? Yes. Why not a sugar like a tiger or a cat or sugar bears? You know, why did it happen? You have to ask her that. I don't know. You, you if you listen to her, oh. Well, well, I saw something along those lines where some some sugar thing, like hashtag sugar creature, I don't know, something like that. But I, I'm just saying, like, first off, what's this this uh, the sugar obsession? I, I may have to get on to ask her that, but I'm just, it's just weird, man. I, I would not. You know what? You should do an interview with her because it's, it's something, and she has huge sugar lollipops, and it's, I'm just like, how do you how do you stay in shape with all this sugar? <laughs> She's like, you get the low calories ones, Mo. I'm telling you, the low calorie ones. I'm just like, that, okay. The thing is, low calorie candy. You'd be surprised. Oh. Okay. You, you, as what you could find. Well, I guess I would have to be. I mean, considering that you're talking about, she's got a lollipop the size of her head, and I don't know why you would buy oh. that. It's huge. She comes out with it. Ah, I think Russell... you said the one take it and bop somebody over the head. Well, I'm, like... sure, I'm sure that would be interesting for you to do, you know, to take that and use it as a weapon. Actually, that, that might be a first in pro wrestling, to uh, you... knock somebody out with a <laughs> giant lollipop or whatever the heck it is. Blow pop, I don't know. Yeah, it's a giant blow pop. <laughs> Well, you know, you can make history now. Now, now that we, you should, uh, if you ever get into a match with her, you got a weapon right there on the side that you can use. Now, I don't know how subtly you can use that, but you can use it. It's gonna be hard to hide. It's gonna be hard to hide it too. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm using it, and I'm trying to. Yeah, the rest's gonna have to be. Uh you know, we're just speaking about the plan. Now they're gonna be like waiting for it. We cannot say anything. <laughs> We're going to be like, uh-huh. So if she has a match with up, let's keep up. So, you know, we can't expose it all. Well, well, then uh, do what you normally do. If you can demand a referee roll the red carpet out for you, just demand that there's no, you know, no rules, no holes barred, or, you know, no DQ. You know, uh, other, otherwise I'm not <laughs> True, true. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. So, right. I, but but I guess in order for me to get that information on why she would carry such a, a heinous thing for your teeth, I'll I'll see if I can track her down one of these days and uh and find that out. So, um, on the heels of that, who's been your toughest opponent so far, or are those toughest opponents uh, the two young ladies that you mentioned earlier? My toughest opponent. <laughs> 
toughest. Just giving you the, the the hardest time, made you run harder than anybody else that you've been in there thus far. Mm. I have to put my thinking cap on. My toughest opponent that's made me run harder. Run harder, work Didn't harder. Hmm. Uh, I mean, deeper. Uh, mm. I mean, they weren't that hard. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Perhaps I should rephrase uh, it just for just for the trifecta to be able to answer it, because clearly one could be on your your level. Uh, so. If you were going to say somebody was getting close to getting to your level. If someone was close to getting on my level. That's right. I would say I had a recent opponent named <laughs> Marsha Slamovich. Who? I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a Russian. It's a Russian girl. Uh, well, I got that. <laughs> I mean, it just—you just threw me off. You got to pronounce that first name for me again. What was, is it? Masha. Masha. Oh, Masha. Yeah, S H A. Masha it. Okay, Miss Slamovich, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I hope you don't take that the wrong way with me. Just like who? I, I, it just caught me off guard. That's all. No, no disrespect. <laughs> Right. No, that's fine. That's that's totally fine. She okay. uh definitely threw in some threw in some loopholes, you know. Of course she did some she used some cheating of course to try to get the better of the trifecta yours truly. And in the end one prevailed. But I would say she definitely she can go per se. Okay. That is a new one for me. I'm I'm gonna have to check her out. Yes. And you you have really just thrown me off there. I was uh, not what I was <laughs> expecting. I can't imagine what you're expecting. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, just considering the the other names, I was like, I thought you was gonna name one of the. The two that you said earlier, it's like, oh yeah, it's going to be it's Karen or something strong, but no, yeah, it just just caught me off guard. That's all. Right, no problem. That's good. I got to keep you on your toes. Well, you've done. No, I'm trying. Uh, Great. It, it appears that you are still a fan of wrestling, despite that you are in it. Yeah. You're still very much a, a fan. Uh, let's get your opinion here. What is the your impression of the current status of the uh, WWE women's division since they have transitioned out of being divas and now they are legitimately superstars along with uh, the guys. What is my opinion on that? Yes. All the better. All the better for me to come up in there just where I need to be. <laughs> I, th I think it's really great, though, because, um, you know, those women... Like I said before, you know, women, women's wrestling has always had 
that niche and always the ability to be great and then some. So it's really great that they're being put on a spot where it's deserving and not just because it's the whole, you know, let's treat them equally. It's because they can really do it and they can really perform. So I feel like it's definitely a step in the right direction and it's definitely proven to be great because the matches that I've watched, the amount of work that they put in is just shown to be incredible. So I'm really glad that the women are getting respected and it not only has just affected, you know, what people think of the women there in WWE, it's affected, it's affected wrestling everywhere, you know? Okay. So it's definitely a positive thing. It is a positive. Trickle-down effect is what they call it. Um, yes, definitely. That trickle-down effect. <clears throat> now, that said, let's go to the other side of the coin. Or, you know, I don't know if it's, the, it's not considered even ground, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, the TNA, or Impact Wrestling, knockouts. Right. Are you, uh, what is your impression of that division currently? My impression of that division, I definitely feel like they have a strong competitors there. And some of the women there have been on the indie scene, you know, revolution. Um, like, you know how the whole revolution, the whole give divas a chance and that whole divas revolution, there are women there doing that on the independent scene way even before it became a trend, you know? Yeah. And um, those, some of those women are there now. So that's definitely good. Like uh, like Jade, she's there now. I know even when I, back in um, WSU, when I first started, um, another woman there, another one of them is there, and she was just the TNA knockout champion. And then I just feel like, I feel like they have a lot more to offer too and they should get looked at and respected as much as the women in WWE are because at the end of the day, they're still in that ring, you know, giving their bodies and putting themselves on the line. And I feel like I've noticed that Raquel has stepped up a lot too. Her in-ring work, I see all of her training that she posts on the on Instagram and when she goes into that ring she's like a total different person. So it's just really good to see that, you know, the ladies there are stepping up their game as well. Okay. That that's a good assessment and and they're a little bit underrated too. I don't think they get nearly the credit that yeah, they deserve. Yeah, they're definitely they're, people some people are always going to see a certain company as the ends all and means all, but, you know, wrestling is a, a global thing, you know? Yeah. So it it, it's a global thing. And then, you know, if you love wrestling, you're going to watch wherever you can. So it's that I, I would definitely, if people don't watch it, I would say watch it. If you don't have the channel, they do have a YouTube, but, you know, you can watch it there. But those girls there are really giving their best. And even, you know, Marty Bell, you know, I've seen her work extremely hard to get to where she's at. So 
So, of course, everyone has, you know, different skill level, but that's what makes it um, unique. So I definitely feel like those ladies deserve to be looked at in a different light. Uh, Well, hopefully the uh, shadow of the company will stop lingering over their progress and people can look at them for the talent that they are. I know it's, it's exactly. difficult sometimes with the, uh, the the reputation that Impact Wrestling has gotten from time to time. Uh, so yeah, if they can if they can get past that, then maybe maybe they can uh, get the the praise they deserve. Um, yeah, it's just people are seem to be too invested in the backstory of the company instead of wrestlers. If you're invested in wrestling, you look at the wrestlers and see what's there instead of worrying too much, uh, worrying about what company it, it is, you know? Yeah. Is it safe to say that walking through the doors of an NXT is a goal of yours or just, I guess, w, the WWE universe in general? It's a major goal. Just from when I had my tryout, and um, we the tryout was right along with all the NXT talent, and I walked down that same ramp as the rest of the talent. I was in the same hallway, spoke to some of them, and when I was there and, you know, Bailey was getting ready to go out, and even when I stepped through, I was just like, I had that feeling. I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. Like, I, it's, that's definitely a goal. It is definitely a goal to be an asset to to that company. To be an asset in wrestling, period, is a major goal. Okay. And that's what I do every day. Like, every day, that's what I do. From when I say, hey, I'm here working on my theme music, I'm doing that, that's me being an asset. When I say, oh, yeah, I switched my gear, I did this, I changed my, I did this, that's me being an asset. So it's not that I'm waiting till I get there to be an asset to that company or any other company that I go to. I'm being an asset now for myself, and wherever I go, I will be an asset there. And that's the type of person that you want. You want MJ Jenkins, the asset, at the end of the day. So, yes. you giving yourself a new nickname. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, if you, you know, it, it's funny because it does sound like I'm cutting the promo, but it's just, I'm just being real at well, the end of the day. No, like, it just came off like, I think you said MJ Jenkins is an asset. I was like, okay, it's not like he's a new nigga. I am. I, I, I truly am because when you see, it's like when you see someone that, that puts in and they're they're really about what they say they are, it's like, how can that person not be? an asset, you know? So, but definitely, uh, NXT is definitely a place where I want to grace. I I want to grace that with my talents and, you know, blow the roof off. So, it's going to be great when it happens. All right. So, that that is the, uh, I don't don't know if that's short-term, long-term, but that is the goal, certainly. So we we can go with that. Is there a short term goal that you have for the the business? 
championship on the horizon, opponent that you want to take on, something along those lines? The short-term goal, eh, I would say um, I have I have many goals, and but it just my, my my main goal is to my main goal is just to always be in wrestling, uh, no matter which company. Um, I really feel like Ring of Honor has tremendous wrestling. They have tremendous talent there. The Woman of Honor, I really respect you know what wrestling has to offer you know and um so it's uh my my goal is the short term and long term my long term is to have longevity in wrestling my short term is to be a part of each and every company as possible but also when I'm there and if I get there to basically give it my all and continuously improve so that when you watch an MJ Jenkins match from a certain month to four months later, it's an improvement to a year later, it's an improvement, you know? So basically that's my goal. Okay. Those are my goals. We got and definitely put some gold gold on my way. Oh, ah. Have you had that yet? Or are you still uh, you still on the uh, I've had um, I've had some gold on my waist once. However, uh, you know, I must say that uh I'm a champion already. <laughs> you know, I need a I don't need a belt just to say I'm champion. I carry myself like a champion, so I am a champion. <laughs> but there's going to be more. There, but there's going to be gold to come to just shove it in people's mouths and be like I told you so. <laughs> well, now if you if you're fortunate at the Rise event, I guess you could get potentially a shot against uh, Miss Savoy for the. Uh, I don't know if that would be a championship match or just a match in general, but. You know, perhaps you can work her into putting up the uh, harder shimmer championship up if you get the opportunity. Who knows? Yeah, if she's up for the challenge, of course. Uh, you know, just, uh, just egg her on a little bit. You know, that, she's, a tough, she's a tough chick. Isn't that the, the rule of wrestling? If I egg you on long enough, you give me what I want? <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to poke them. That's right, yeah. Poke the bear a little bit. Poke the bear. <laughs> just don't have any honey on you so they won't gobble you up. That, poke that's the bear, right. Don't, though. Don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't have that. You don't want to get eaten, but yeah, just poke the bear. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's who. It's time for random questions. MJ, it is time at this point of my interview where we jump into random questions. This is the okay, let's go. Yeah, this is the segment of the show where I, uh, ask some other things, not necessarily wrestling-related, although there are some wrestling-related stuff that gets tossed in there. Uh, no pressure. You know, you may feel like a game show at times, but no, 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 no money is at stake here, so you, you're good. Okay. So, so are we ready? Maybe. <laughs> uh, Let's go. What you got? Would you ever stop wrestling to solely pursue a singing career? 
Oh, man. <laughs> Whatever. Stop. That, 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 is, that is the key word. I had, I had to put in stop because you could try to manage both. But let's just say that, you know, the opportunity comes up, contract is available, and, you know, with that, you gotta you got to put your, your heart into it. So would you ever stop to ever solely pursue a singing career? Oh, man. I never even thought of solely stopping. I know that, uh, and and that's just this scenario. I know in reality you could probably do both, but we're we're just talking in this scenario. I, you know. Well, I totally stop wrestling. Yes. No. Okay. Fair enough. Name the actress who began her career at three years old and went on to star in the movies Contact, Maverick. And Silence of the Lambs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what in the heck? I, Maverick. Yeah. That I sounds familiar. Like plan or something like that. That that Maverick movie sounds familiar though. I don't know. You're gonna have to give this to me, Maverick. No, 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 Maverick, Maverick, Maverick. She started three years old. She she started acting at three years old. This is even fair. Best known for Silence of the Lambs, probably. Think she was. Is she am- still like a very popular movie person? You gotta give me some more hints, pal. Come on. Let's see you. All right, let me let me get the last ones that she's done in the mm, I don't know last five years. Let's see. What is she? Yeah, please. Elysium. <laughs> she was in that. She was in the flight plane. Wait, what? Which movie? Elysium. Now you're going to make me sound Elysium. like an idiot. Oh, you're going to make Elysium. me sound like an idiot because I can't pronounce it right. Elysium. Yes. Matt Damon. That was the Matt Damon, right? That was the Matt Damon movie. <laughs> was it Jodie Foster? Yay. There you go. It is Jodie Foster. Oh, I love Elysium. <laughs> that is correct. I love Elysium. That's my movie. I watch it over and over. <laughs> really? No, okay. yes, really, because I just, I just like the whole concept. The, you know, the whole right versus wrong, and the fighting, and the whole war, and one person sacrificing themselves for the better good of everyone else. I like that. Okay. Well, now you have got it right. The answer is Jodie Foster. Here's one for your singing blood. What's the highest he album of all time? Is it Michael Jackson Thriller? That is correct. <laughs> Can't get me on that one. I need to think on that one. <laughs> you can get bonus. Yeah. If you can say how many times we you understand. Huh? <laughs> you, can get, you can get bonus points if you can tell me how many times it went platinum. Oh, man. Come on. What is it, like four times? Oh, no. You, you got to multiply that by like 10. <laughs> no, actually. Jeez. It is the first 30 times multi-platinum album. Wow. Wow. You see? The great MJ. That's why. That's how you know. Uh, yeah. 
That's right. Michael Jackson, and then there's me, another MJ. Well, you need to get your video done, you know, because Thriller broke <laughs> right? some, some ground. So we, we got to see the, the MJ uh, Jenkins, I don't know what you're going to call yours, Chiller. <laughs> I don't know. You said Chiller. That's, that's right. Chiller. <laughs> well, you know, you could probably get away with that. You, you got to take No, I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not going to do that to Michael. I can't do that to Michael. I can't. Um, I can't. But but you can do the video. I don't know if you want to turn yourself into a wolf or, you know, a zombie or nothing like that, but still. Oh goodness. I'll think of something. <laughs> yeah, come up with something. Come up with something good. Got to see it. WWE history. Who? Oh, here he goes. Yes. Well, come on now. You you you're a fan. I'm pretty sure you probably subscribe to the network. I am. See. Nine ninety nine. <laughs> that was you that saw that. All right. See, look at that. <laughs> so here you go. Who was the first and to date only celebrity used in the main event match at WrestleMania? The, the wait, who was the first? The first and only. Um, there hasn't been another one that's been used in the main event. They've had in the main event. Yeah, they've had celebrities almost every year, but there's only been one that's been used for the main event. Well, come on. There's been so many. No. The first? The only one that's used in the main event. Main event. Okay. The main I event. I think, I know, that, and this guy has a lot of, I remember watching the uh, on the app where they had, uh, where they had Piper, uh, Riley Piper, and he spoke about this guy, and he spoke about not liking him. Yeah. I'm feeling you. You're right on the edge. And and I and I know Piper didn't like him because I I watched it and I was like, hmm. He said it and on it several occasions that he didn't like him. So, ah, Mister T. You are correct, Mister T. I was just like, dude, come on, I'm like the only one in the main event. I'm just like, it wasn't Mike Tyson because I don't think he was in the main event. <laughs> Mike Tyson ain't Russell for them. Right, I'm like, no, it couldn't have been. T is the only one that has actually wrestled for him in a main event at a WrestleMania. Right, in main at WrestleMania, I remember, I remember seeing Shaq, but Shaq was on like a Monday Night Raw, I believe. Yeah. And I'm like, that wasn't WrestleMania, so I'm like thinking, thinking, like, who? Let me, let me. <laughs> you, you was digging through that mental database. I had to. I had to think. I'm like, no. Because I know it's like there's been so many celebrities at WrestleMania, but it's like who actually competed in WrestleMania? Because you had the you always had the singers, you had, you know, oh, there's always a lot of singers. Yeah, they, yeah singers every every year. Well, almost. It's a, almost. There's a bunch of singers. If there's someone singing the anthem or. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah. I like salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as they get scared off stage by Mr. Bigelow. Yes. You're right. <laughs> okay. What other question you got to try to throw me for a loop? Well, these are just uh, questions that come in to your your personal psyche. Not gonna not gonna toss you for a loop too badly. 
If you've ever watched Inside the Actors Studio, this is my version of the end questionnaire uh, that he likes to do at the end of the show. So, here we go. Favorite word? Favorite word? Yes. My favorite word? Whatever. <laughs> Least That's favorite my favorite word. word. My favorite word is whatever. Literally, I got that for one of my birthdays. And I used to always get in trouble for it, for saying whatever. <laughs> and they're like, what's your favorite word? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't want to say it. And they were like, look. And they gave me a shirt that said whatever on it. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. My favorite word is whatever. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word? Yes. I don't have a least favorite. Uh, it has to be something that annoys me. Oh, my goodness. My brother used to always walk around saying bop. <laughs> like, it would be so annoying. And it was like one of those things that he was trying to get it to be like a hot slang. And it, bop it would be like, it, huh? Didn't work. No, it didn't work. I, I wanted to, like, stuff them in the closet or something. Like, it was, it would be like bop. Like, say if you thought to pick something up and you make a mistake and drop it, bop. And he would be so obnoxious. Mm, okay. Bop. And I'm just like, shut up. That's bop. unique. Just because of him. Uh -oh. it, it, it was bop. What turns you off? What turns me off? Yes. Let's see. What turns me off? Hi, this made me think of somebody doing a, somebody did a video of what pisses them off. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, what turns me off? Liars. Bloggers. Liars. Liars, okay. All right, gotcha. Well, I guess that would do it. Liars. Liars turn me off. Favorite curse word? Oh, no. You want me to say it? You can say it. <laughs> My favorite curse word is F-U-C-K. <laughs> what noise or sound do you love? Noise? What noise or sound do I love? Yes. That's weird. What noise or sound? Noise or sound? I like the sound of my voice. What noise or sound do you hate? What noise or sound do I hate? I'm about to say I hate the sound of someone farting, but that usually <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> like, you can use you that if you want. <laughs> no, but then that usually makes me laugh because it's like an awkward moment. Oh well you, well, you can't hate it too much if you're giggling at it. Right, it's like a like a it's almost like a what the I don't think I have a noise. I oh snoring. Ah okay. Snore. Oh my goodness. Yes, I have to say that the noise of snoring. What profession other than wrestling would you like to attempt? Other than wrestling, would I like to attempt? Yes. Let's see oh. What would be cool? Lingerie football. Okay. Do they even call it that anymore? I thought they changed the name. 
I don't know. What do they call it now? I don't know. They, they, they don't flock the, the TV with the commercials of it like they used to, so I, I have no idea. But I thought they changed the name to try to broaden the audience, even though at its core it's still lingerie football. Right? I would, I would be a great competitor. I, what are they called? The Lingerie Football League or something? They they did. <laughs> like I said, I, I can't, uh, can't justifiably say that it's still that, but they did at one point. Oh, <laughs> I'd still be game to pursue that. That would be awesome. Yes, and beautiful clothing and then tackling girls and knocking them out of my way. That's like right up my alley. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess if you're going to jump from wrestling, <laughs> that would be the yeah. closest thing. Um, <laughs> right. What profession would you not like to do? Oh, man. I would not like, oh, so I always watch, like, the A&E channel or these, like, history or, you know, weird channels I watched, and they had an episode with people basically doing odd jobs. There was a job where someone had to, like, basically clean up manure. Oh, goodness. I was just like, how in the world? Oh, Mind you, they were making that payday, but oh no, yeah, that would be the absolute, absolute worst. It would probably reek through my skin. Oh, oh no, that would be the worst profession. <laughs> well, somebody's got to do it out there, uh, and they can do it. <laughs> you make it to the WWE, and Vince McMahon yeah. is there to welcome you at the door. What yeah. did you hear him say to you when you arrived? What would I like to hear him say? Yes. To me? To you. What would I like to hear Vince McMahon say to me? Huh. This is interesting. Really? I don't want him to say, welcome aboard, MJ. And then I want him to have me pick who I want to take on that night. That'll be awesome. Fantasy booking. Well, it just so happens that after answering that question, you have gone to the point where you would get to pick your opponent because it's now fantasy booking. And it's my belief that <laughs> every wrestler out there has their own angle storyline that they got locked into their mental database that they're ready to uncork at any given time. So, right. I would like to hear the trifecta, MJ Jenkins' personal fantasy booking. And remember, now in this fantasy booking scenario, we are looking for an angle or storyline that you can apply to whomever this person may be. So not just, I want to wrestle so-and-so. Give me the give me the whole shebang, how, how it starts and where it stops. Well, you know, this is really interesting. And it could be... <laughs> oh, I don't want to give it away. I would say I would love to take down this woman who comes out to... I'm not like most girls. Well, great, because neither am I. I see she's been running amok of being a bully. 
which is fine. I think bullies are somewhat, in a way, strong and powerful, but just not when you do it to people who can't defend themselves. I would say I would take on Nia Jax, just on the fact that she is obviously, without a shadow of doubt, a tough competitor, and I would definitely, definitely be the one to knock her off her feet. The scenario, let's see the scenario. Oh, my goodness. From the way you saw how she shook Alicia Fox and rained her from side to side to, like, I was just thinking in my head, can somebody please run out here and stop this woman from basically woman-handling her as if she was a freaking rag doll. I'm I'm surprised she didn't snatch her wig. I would have thought, I, I I really thought the weed was about to go next, honestly. <laughs> Can't do that yes. now. You know, that, that, that lie, I swear. That, that, it was when when she was dragging her across like that, she was dragging her across and, and bobbing her from side to side. I swear, I thought her wig was, I thought her wig was about to detach because I was like, oh boy. That, she, she put a whooping on her. Now, now you and I both know had that happened, it wouldn't have been script no more. Oh, yeah, because you know how girls are about their hair. <laughs> mm, yeah. I, I know not, <laughs> the image of Nia Jax might have got ruined that night if that, if that came off. Right? <laughs> oh, goodness. So, definitely, definitely. So your scenario is you, you would have you wanted to be the one to come down there and stop this heinous beating. Yes, I would. I would love to be the one to come down there, stop this beating, and challenge Nia Jax to actually fight someone who can actually take her on and take her down. And I, and not for nothing, you know, those other girls weren't afraid. They did the best they could and felt that sometimes your best isn't good enough, you know. But I know my best would definitely be good enough. My scenario would be for me to have this feud with her and take her down. And also, since she's been like basically picking apart other independent wrestlers, hey, maybe I would do something to get under her skin. Maybe cause her maybe to almost have a slip up. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh yeah, that would get her kicked. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds like on Raw, your scenario is babyface trifecta. Now, I will add in my two cents. Here we go. Because if I were booking this, if I had the power of the magic pen, and I could book the the fantasy match, you also would go to uh, WWE in, in my scenario, although you would not be on Monday Night Raw. You would be on SmackDown Live. Hey. As I'm sure. Oh, you probably have me go against Naomi, wouldn't you? Ah, yes. But here's here's the the kick. You know, you, you have to have it first. She's got to come out doing her routine in <laughs> your normal gear because you, you, you're not signed to WWE just yet. You have to come over the barricade in the middle of that routine, smack in the back of the head, and just beat up and out until the police come and drag you away. Kicking and screaming, 
saying you stole it from me. Got to be in regular. Uh, that's <laughs> you know. Of course, WWE does what the WWE does. They ignore it. They may talk about it on the uh, Talking Smack show for a brief moment, and they just sweep that under the rug. But then you go on this tirade on YouTube. You constantly putting up videos, putting out your campaign about how this happened. Look at the facts. Look at this. They they, they carried this this whole thing. You know she took it from me. She's a copycat. She's a clone. This that da 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 da. Until right. they just get to the point where they say, "Look." You got one night. It's a one-night contract for you to do whatever it is that you think that you need to do because Naomi has gone to the powers that be and, and demanded it. She's tired of hearing the trash, tired of hearing the talk. So then we move into... Oh, you thought this out. The pay-per-view. No, I thought about it right now. So, so <laughs> you move into the pay-per-view and then that's it. The one-on-one match pitting you versus Naomi. That is... The fantasy booking. I like it. Hey, sounds must good. be the Monday. <laughs> My bad. I was from Nelly. You know when you say "Hey," he says "Must be the money." Yeah. See, look, you you just say, "Well, I'm not going to get a new nickname." I was going to say you're going to be a human jukebox or something. <laughs> oh goodness! Now you just got it got it all in there. I just like I just like music, so it came to mind. <laughs> well, you know, I guess when you do things like that, it's easy to key that off with and making a, a, a Nelly reference. What happened to that guy? Right. He just vanished off the face of earth. Nah, I think he's doing uh, he's doing the show called Hollywood Husband. Yes, he's vanished off the face of the earth. Uh, no, Hollywood oh, Husband is fine, but his music career. Oh, his music career. Hey, well, got to move on to the next thing. Now, now, don't get me wrong. He's made his money. He he, he was hot. He was hot. And, I mean, him and St. Lunatics, I mean, they, they, they got what they needed, and he's moved on. And Real Husbands of Hollywood is going to continue to pay him long after his albums are gone. Right. So let that be a lesson to you, MJ. The money uh, is <laughs> <laughs> uh, So it can't, it's not must be the money anymore. <laughs> it wasn't money for him then. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> the money is inactive. You, you see that he ain't producing no albums. I, I noticed. I definitely did notice. But before I go off on that tirade, for promoters that are out there interested in acquiring your services, tell them how they can contact you. They can contact me via my Facebook fan page, which is at Real MJ Jenkins. Or they can email me at mjjenkinswrestling at yahoo.com. Kaboom. And for those that are out there listening, please want to keep that business-related. I know some fans uh, like to take that as an open door. But we like to keep that business-related. So, uh, And if you send me something, I will automatically block you. <laughs> I will automatically 
you. If you message me, I do have a page, but I leave it open for, you know, I leave, I have a page, a profile page, which I made it, you know, to interact with fans. But if you message me, I will block you, too. Oh, okay. Bookie only. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, so hopefully if you're going to contact her, it is business-related. She, uh, you know, she adores her fans, but sometimes, just sometimes, they may cross the line with uh, some of them weird questions that y'all like to put out there. Just, yes. Just saying. I, I've seen the screenshots of the things that have been messaging. I honestly don't know how y'all deal with it. <sighs> just take it by a day. Just know that somehow they still admire you, whether it's borderline. <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 uh, you know, things happen. <laughs> uh, well, I would just say this in, in relation to that for those fans. No, that's that's a big no-no. And, uh, that's a no-no. Yeah. It's not admiration. It's creepy. It, it, it does. It takes you into creepy category. And uh, yes. and aside, the, the reigning queen of uh, destroying the creepers at this point still remains Nala Rose, who's uh, out in Japan. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you, I think she actually invites these things to happen. I think she just enjoys it just for the sake of producing her own weird type of comedy. Oh, goodness. That's too funny. Oh, yeah. She, she's, uh, she's something. So, <laughs> so anyway... Again, to reiterate the point, if you're going to book her, please book her. She's provided you her information, uh, Facebook and her email, and she is ready to come to your promotion to do her thing, whichever facet of the trifecta it may be. So with yeah. that, yeah, although I'm sure most, more than likely she's going to want to step into wherever wrestling ring you have available and take on whatever opponent or uh competition that you have at your disposal. Yeah, there indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so so I think we've covered it. I think we, we have gone down the line for the trifecta. I want to certainly thank you for taking time to uh, appear uh, and come on to the show. Good luck, although I'm sure you don't need luck going into Rise. I forget which, uh, what is that, November 10th? I think it's November 10th. Yes, okay, yes so there it's you go. November 10th. No, November 10th. So good luck with you on on that occasion. Uh, is, there, is there any other Thank big you. high notes that we should be aware of throughout the end of the year? Any high notes throughout the end of the year? Uh, well, you know, the, the year's almost up. Yeah, and I know y'all book out pretty, pretty far in advance. <laughs> yes. Just stay tuned on my page and I make recent updates. Stay tuned. Good enough for me. So for those yes. of you who've gotten their information, let me uh, let me plug myself real quick. Be sure to go to WPNWrestling.com for this podcast and other podcasts. All roads lead to the WPNWrestling.com page that will link you off to our Facebook, YouTube, Patreon page, Twitter, etc. And it would also give you the schedule for when all interviews are being dropped. You will know the name, you will know the date, and once it is released, it will be there for you indefinitely. So if you missed it when it came up that day, you can always pull it up and listen to it at your leisure. For those that like to listen to these interviews 
in video format for whatever reason. It is there on YouTube, <laughs> but I do suggest it is there in uh, iTunes. You just scan WPN and you will be able to get that. Go to Podbean, just scan WPN for that also. And the MP3s will be available to you. You will be able to hear this interview with the lovely MJ Jenkins doing her thing, singing and giving all her infinite knowledge for as long as you like. So for that, myself, Trifecta, I want to say so (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.